Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour Podcast, and yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So, don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie, and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie there, isn't it? Yeah. uk. See you in May. We're going to run through some categories about our guests and about our episodes. Categories like our favourite YouTubers that we've had on the show. Favourite life stories, favourite life lessons, celebrity stories, and we'll pick our best from that. We're also going to go through our top ten in descending order, favourite moments. Okay. It's quite a big thing. He was one of the few people where he didn't actually feel like a guest. Yeah, it felt like having just a fourth person in the room with us. Another host. Another host, yeah. That is the first guest we've had where we've gone, oh, we should probably wrap this up, and he's the one who went, can we not keep going? Yeah, he turned around and looked at the time code on the screen, and he was like, oh, no, this is, oh, I want to keep going. And I was like, all right, then. That was like like, two hours in as well. And my arse started to twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you think I came up from London on a bloody sea biscuit? It's so good. It made me kind of see my mum in a different light and made me yeah. maybe think mm, perhaps there's there's deeper issues there i genuinely reckon there's at least one person out there that heard that segment and that has changed them it, it was like right a human embodiment of the tasmanian devil yeah like blah, 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 blah. jakey jakey meal deals as simple as it is we did an episode <laughs> Which was mental, all about meal deals. If there's ever, if there's ever a moment that sums up happy hour, right? It's the fact that I just went, and he was speaking about Bowie, and Bowie's his hero. And I was looking into his eyes, and I thought, and you're my hero. But I'll tell you a moment that was better than that. <laughs> when we were speaking about our favourite sandwich. Have you seen my baby? There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. You're going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Jack Mates Happy Hour. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Jack Mates Happy Hour. It's a 
been a mad time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know what you were going to say then. No, I've done this so many times now. I just ran out of ways to kind of keep it exciting from the start. I don't think anyone's listening for the first two seconds. I thought you were going to say, I don't think anyone's listening. <laughs> so, okay, I'll say what I want then, shall I? Uh, no, because that's landed me in some hot water before, so I better not. Uh, it's been two years. It's a two-year happy hour anniversary special. Special. Yeah, we've been doing it a long time, haven't we? Yeah, two years. Done <laughs> <laughs> that in days or <laughs> yeah, uh, seven hundred and thirty. That was fairly easy. Is it? Yeah, three six five huh? times two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I can confirm. You are right. I've had somebody speak in my ear, and we can confirm the maths is correct. Well, not really, because it's actually the nineteenth of November today, isn't it? So it's actually seven hundred and forty-nine. No, second no, of November, wasn't it? No, we're not talking about. We're talking about two... Oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> we're arguing already. And yeah. the reason why we're arguing is because we have no guest. We know, we have no Robbie Knox. It's just me and Stevie, like what happened in our full episodes. And when it's just us two, we argue. Yeah, we bicker like two little children. Like married couple, I would have gone for. Like yeah. two little children. <laughs> two little married children. <laughs> did you ever do that as a kid? No, I didn't marry children as a kid. <laughs> no, you know, you did like the fake weddings as kids. Stevie, I was rolling up as a fucking dick, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, no one was marrying that. Two little married dicks. Except your cousin. <laughs> See, this is the thing. When we don't have a guest that we have to try and be professional in front I say that, we ask about meal deals. But when we don't have a guest that we have to try and keep composed in front of, we just, like, bicker. I thought we were going to, yeah, put a lot of effort into this anniversary special. For, for example, I decided to wear the exact same T-shirt we wore on our first ever episode. And then I put it on and left. And then I was like, actually, this T-shirt's quite tatty now. So it's a little bit rank. All right, then it's, it's quite faded. Jack off. No, it's quite faded yeah. from like... Yeah, I thought, oh, that's cool. Look at me wearing the same... T- stupid. That's quite sentimental. I'm a sentimental f- sucker. I'm a sucker yeah, for a bit of sentiment. I did it for you. You're also wearing Hobo Jack joggers. Obviously, the listeners on Spotify won't know this, but you're all, you're decked head-to-toe in Hobo Jack. I quite like wearing clothes when I don't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair, well, I'm the same. I'm wearing a Tom Grennan shirt, which my friend Tom Grennan sent to me. Your friend. He is my friend. <laughs> he is my friend. He's going to sing at my wedding. Okay. I'm also going to sing at your wedding, though. You, you'll be you'll be singing through the door as I don't let you in. <laughs> don't know why I'm locked out and I'm just singing. The power of love. Why'd you be singing that? And why, why was that our go-to? Because I don't know. Where is this going? I don't know. How's your week been? I, I feel like we don't get to really talk about our weeks anymore, and I, I want to kind of bring it back. I want to kind of like start to, especially in the new year. When the new year comes, I think we. Listen, hang on. Before we get to that, let's announce what we're doing in December, shall we? The 12 pods of Christmas. And a partridge in a pear tree. We could have said, and a gold bridge in a pear tree. Oh, we messed Mr. up there. Mr. Trick. We're doing 12 podcasts of Christmas. 12 pods of Christmas. It's a happy hour Christmas special series. It's going to be 12 episodes across the first 25 days of December. We're talking every other day. That's cool, that's, isn't it? That's a lot. It's like a little calendar where you get to open the doors and get a new little YouTube guest every other day, and we know how you feel about every other day calendars. You mean calendars with 12 doors? That's the one I just didn't... <laughs> we know what we're talking about. I don't need to, I don't need to go around. You... Zoella's calendar is similar to what we're now doing. I've never heard of it. What's that? <laughs> never heard of it. Your career. <laughs> true, true. Um, before we get into that, um, the PlayStation 5, that dropped last week. It did. Have you got one? No. I'm jealous. I... You, you gave me that money in your um two and a half grand jack jack was lovely enough to give me money to spend in 10 minutes mm. and um 
you asked me afterwards, you said straight away, like, why didn't you get the PS5? But it's been out of stock and I didn't want to be like, okay, I'm going to get that when it's back in and then message you a month time and go, remember you promised you'd uh, yeah. get me the PS5? <laughs> you could have done. You could have done. That was your money to do what you want with. Obviously, it wouldn't have made... Did you see Alfie's tweet about that? Uh, that, he, put, he put if somebody gave me this kind of money for a video I'd just put it all in an, in an ISA which would make for a terrible video well I'm glad I didn't give it to you then Alfie well I mean not getting the views regardless so true <laughs> it hasn't done well it hasn't done well the PlayStation 5's out every single YouTuber under the sun has been sent one because of their influence on the world and we've heard that Spotify has sent someone. Apparently, PS5. Spotify has sent some 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 PlayStations out. We don't have one. Yeah, something's definitely happened there. <laughs> it's almost like we make terrible jokes every week. <laughs> <laughs> but I, will we get one? I definitely will. Hundred percent. The second they're back in stock again, I'll buy one. You play a lot of games, though. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it for you. Your internet is also abysmal. Yeah. You can't even play Fall Guys without it crashing. I wanted to start Twitch streaming, so I spoke to my mate Parky, who's, who's, who used to work at Twitch, and he was like, yeah, mate, I'll sort you out. Like, you can, well, I'll tell you what to buy and whatnot. And uh, he, he asked me to send him my upload speed, and I said to him, he went, yeah, you can't stream. I was <laughs> like, all right. I went, I'll look at other providers in my area. They were, like, some of them were free MBS uploads, some of them were four. I went, how much do I need, Parky, to Twitch stream? He went, six. I went, because cool. <laughs> there was one on here bragging about four so i'm not getting six so maybe when you come to norwich and you find a place with a with better internet speed i'll just have a little side room and start I'll, streaming at mine i'll start streaming at yours yeah you've used me enough i'll use <laughs> <laughs> what percentage of that will i get what you know if you start streaming at mine the same as the spotify money one percent <laughs> <laughs> that's all you mean to me it's a joke by the way it's a joke it's two percent <laughs> playstation 5 um i only play fifa call of duty i have heard cold war is quite good the new one so i might get it um what do you think of all these new consoles though like because back in the day like a ps2 i swear it used to be like 200 quid this is like fucking 600 quid or something yeah but that's just inflation that's how it works no back it, in the no, game, no, back, no it isn't back in the day games were 20 quid and now a game is 60 quid a game is now worth one fifth of the cost of a console is it well, it depends. The console's about 300 quid without the disc. I actually don't give you don't need the disc, do you? How yeah. much is it? It's 400? 400 quid for the discless version. Oh, bloody hell. Digital version, I think they call it. Discless. <laughs> Disc- <laughs> discless. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I think the one with the disc is like 550. It's mental. But then again, let's give Sony their credit, right? Let's give Sony their credit. We haven't played it yet. It might be brilliant. And also... You're getting a whole games console. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna go full circle here, or 180, I should say. Right? It might actually be worth it. It is worth it because an iPhone. I spend a, like a grand on my iPhone, right? Yeah. And I smash it, and I get, and, I, and then Apple go, "Oh, do you want the new one?" I said, like, "I just got the new, new one last month." Yeah, but there's a new, new one, so I'm like, I have to get that one. The PS5. You invest your 500 quid. You got it 10 years. Yeah. But you don't Worth use it. it as often as a phone. You don't use it as often as a phone. But you you use your PlayStation every day, pretty much. Yeah, fair. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I I mean, I want the PS Five. I'm gonna get the PS Five. It's just impossible to get right now. Yeah, why? It's like crack. Yeah, I, Everyone wants it. I do find that weird. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants crack. You um, don't know what kind of home I was brought up in, mate. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Um, no, I do find it quite strange. Like the PS5 knew how big the release would be. Like Sony knew. How did they go? 
Nah, well, that'll do. We'll stop there. Don't make any more. Yeah. That's enough. I reckon they've made them, but they're just going to release them in phases. Because look, right, the Xbox, yeah? We all know our opinions on the Xbox. Naff. If, you, if, you, if, if you're the kind of person that gets an Xbox, you're the same person that gets an Android. We get it. An Xbox, people have gone, I want an Xbox. And Xbox are like, please, please take this take Xbox. Em. Yeah. Whereas Sony's like, well, we ain't got enough. You Come back, mate. Come I'm back. surprised they're <laughs> not worried that people will go, oh, well, I can't get a PS5. I'll just get the Xbox. I, th- I think... And again, I don't know, I have no facts to back this up, but I think Sony may have kind of monopolised the market so much that they're so far ahead Xbox now. It used to be a bit of a battle, didn't it? Are you Xbox, are you PlayStation? I don't know anyone that's Xbox now. I think they went a bit naff when they started doing all those avatars. Yeah. As a bit bit Wii. (laughs) As a bit Wii U, that. Yeah, I don't know anyone with an Xbox now. No. And if you do, they're a bit weird, aren't they? We can say to Sony, you've got two more guys here. Two more. Want PS5s. And, and, And if that's too much to ask, Sony... Then one's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> Simple as that. We'll pay for them. I just want one to be available. Oh. If you can send it to me for free, that'll be lovely. Yeah, no, we're fucking influencers, mate. Hashtag influence. Uh, I'm going to start streaming, so I need the PS5. And then we've already given them the, we're giving them the advertising, not that they need it, but mm. regardless now, yeah. what's the point in them giving one to They us? don't need to. It's like Domino's. I always give Domino's away to people that retweet my video. I said, Domino's, can I have a brand deal? They went, nah, mate. It's because I've given you a fucking brand deal for free the last three years. <laughs> and you're paying for the pizza on top of that. <laughs> you owe me about 500 grand dominoes <laughs> in advertising. What do you think of the designs of the consoles? Oh, they're hideous. <laughs> oh, jeez. If we're trying to get a fucking PS5. I went, Steve, let's talk about the PS5. We can do a clip. We can put it out on YouTube. Oh, yeah, oh they're hideous. Oh, they make me feel sick. <laughs> God, it doesn't look good, does it? It looks absolutely incredible. It's weird. It would look even nicer if it was free. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it it just, d- the design seems unnecessary. I mean, it looks like a router. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it fits in with the rest of the appliances in front of my um, monitor, if, if you want to send on my way. <laughs> I think, uh, and again, I know I am hashtag Team Sony over Microsoft, but the PlayStation undoubtedly does look considerably better than the Xbox. Better? Yeah. Oh, The mate. Xbox is like a rectangle, isn't it? The Xbox like is a, like a bit, like a, ch- like like a, a brick. Like a bin. Yeah. The Xbox is like a bin. That's what it is. The PlayStation is a cool kind of like white curves, lovely little curves on the on the, on, on the PlayStation. Yeah, I, I'm a bit... I wish they also did a black version, though, because I always find that those like white appliances get dirty quite easily. Yeah, fingerprints. Yeah. Don't pick them up. Not that you're picking your PlayStation up. <laughs> if you want to throw it. And again, I don't care what it looks like, because when I am streaming... The, that's behind the camera. Yeah. I'm not holding the console as I'm trying to play games. No, fair enough. Um, talking about PlayStation 5, actually, this is such good synergy here. We're actually going to seem like a professional for a moment. PlayStation 5, meal deals. We always speak about meal deals. We've been speaking about... How, how is that a synergy? <laughs> Those two things aren't remotely related. You say that. You say that. <laughs> Great. You look so happy. I'm so happy to be able to break the news to you. And this isn't an ad. I wish it was. Greg's have brought out today, at the day of recording, a PlayStation 5 meal deal. That, what is it? You're thinking, what is that? you're thinking, what is it? Fiona's just Googled it. Look at this. Look, bring up that one, Fee. The future is tasty. We have a triangle sandwich. We have a round donut. You have, actually, that can't be a real meal deal. <laughs> two sausage rolls and a steak bake the only thing you're getting there is high cholesterol look at that oh is it real 
Here we go. Greg's release. Oh, it's a launch box meal deal to celebrate PlayStation 5. Greg's have announced a tasty collaboration with PlayStation UK to celebrate the launch of the hotly anticipated PlayStation 5. The Greg's and PlayStation launch box is perfect for snacking on while you play on your brand new... No, it's not. Like, I mean, think of the greasy hands there, Stevie. That's going to be disgusting. You say it's a meal deal. It's £5 for one. Yeah, fair enough. That's marks down on any meal deal. Waitrose is about 15 quid for a meal deal. <laughs> when do you ever go there? <laughs> well, when this Spotify money clears, <laughs> when this check stops bouncing. <laughs> so the sharing box at Greg's is a sausage roll. Mm, like it. A vegan sausage roll. A sugar strand donut. Mm, like it. A vegan glazed ring donut. And two cold drinks of your choice. So that, that's a meal deal for two people. So I guess it's £2.50 each, which makes it a little bit better. When they say when they say two cans of drink of your choice, can that be anything? Can you get like a like an IPA? <laughs> <laughs> you said, uh, we'll kick off. It says on your, of your choice on the website. Um, yeah. I don't get it. Because you're relying on your friend to be vegan. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that's good for me and Fee. Fee's a vegan. She's a vegetarian. She's a ve- yeah. I'm I'm a meat eater and Fee's abnormal. Oh, there <laughs> we go. <laughs> well, you guys can do it. Yeah. Well, mm. thanks for your blessing. Yeah, I don't. That's that's wank, isn't it? Do you not like it? What's the point? I don't know. But the thing is, right. So that's very relative, right? That's something that's happening now in our lives. We probably should also state that the reason that's a PlayStation Five box oh. is because it's the shapes <coughs> of the. But there's no triangle in that. They've done it as if it is something. They've literally just linked PlayStation to it. That doesn't make any sense at all. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. It's stupid. Um, all of this is quite relative. It's quite new. It's quite fresh. We're reacting to hot topics here, Steve. We never do that. No, and the thing is, this is an anniversary special, so people might come back to, to listen to this in a year's time and go, oh, let's listen to that anniversary. <laughs> uh, talking about Craig's PlayStation 5 meal. Yeah, but they should be able to see that it says what uploaded one year ago. Yeah, true. Do you think, before we get into so what we I'll explain what we're doing. We're going to run through some categories, like about our guests and about our episodes. Categories like our favourite YouTubers that we've had on the show, favourite life stories, favourite life lessons, celebrity stories, and we'll pick our best from that. We're also going to go through our top 10, in descending order, favourite moments. Okay. It's quite a big thing. It is a big thing. Yeah. Before that, do you think we'll still be doing this little show when the PS6 comes out? Probably not. And that's a shame. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, well, the PS6 isn't going to be for like another six, seven. I'd be very... Look, how long do podcasts tend to last? Oh, mad. What are we going to be doing in six years? You'll probably be dead. Yeah. And I'll probably be dead. It depends if I can kick the habit or not. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants crack. <laughs> Say smack. It's part of our show now. <laughs> you said crack the first time around. I literally just copied you. Okay. Let's do... This show. Okay, yeah, but what was all that about? <laughs> just chatting. I just want to catch up with you sometimes, mate. That's what people like as well. If people if people are listened this far, please can you st- tweet Stevie and say, no offence, but you look like a vegan sausage roll. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> I've cracked myself up there. That's class. I'm going to tweet that when I get home. Oh. Right, now, this, I just want to do a little disclaimer. We've picked some random episodes in here that we just want to talk about and look back at. Uh, no disrespect to anyone who's not on the list. I don't mean any offence to anyone. I've picked some random ones in here. I just want to pick out little moments and little talking points, really. Do you know what I mean? There's probably people we've forgotten. No disrespect whatsoever. I think the first category we're going to go to is favourite YouTubers. 
Okay, that's an easy category. I think about 70% of our guests are probably YouTubers. Yeah, yeah, easily. 70%? Yeah, I'd say it's a good... I mean, let's have a little quick think of people that aren't YouTubers. You have Raphael Rowe, wrongly imprisoned for murder. Peter Blexley, undercover cop. Um, Tom Grennan. Tom Grennan, musician. Example. All right, yeah, there's a lot. Ed Gamble. There's a lot. Jack Whitehall. So maybe Daniel it's... Sloss, Ricky Gervais. Okay. <laughs> Look at all these guests we've had. Anais Gallagher. <laughs> See? Liam Payne. Yeah, yeah all right. Good. Maybe 50-50 then. Yeah. <clears throat> Would you say? Yeah, yeah, no, maybe it is. Okay, so but because there's a lot of YouTubers in this list, it's gonna be hard to narrow it down. But we've done it. We have done it. Shall I go three, two, one? Or should we just give three? Let's just give three. These aren't in any particular order. We just really like these people and episodes. Hon- honorable mention. Uh, right, okay. First of all, I want to give it to Bazinga. Yes. Much like anyone on YouTube. My YouTube day started with beef in this person. <laughs> I've done it to everyone. I was going to say, is there anyone that you couldn't start like that? I've always liked Spencer Owen. <laughs> Well, there we go. Yeah, Bazinga and I, we never saw eye to eye, mainly because we were both, in this case, well, I think we were both just a bit dicky, like every now and then, like usually it's just me, I think he was a bit of a dick, <laughs> but it is what it is, right? We're just kids, and um, we got chatting again re- uh, about a year ago, and invited him on, and I watched the Sidemen videos, so I'm a fan of the Sidemen. Um, I wouldn't say a fan, but like I enjoy some of the content, right? I'm not going to go out and buy some Sidemen merch, but I like the content. It's, they, they're good lads. They're all good lads. We've had Simon on, Mini, um, Vicstar on. We've had quite a few other boys on now. JJ, Immense. Bazinga stood out for me. Would you agree? Yeah, because I, d- I didn't know what I'd think of him when he first came. Mm. And um, yeah, he was just lovely. I think he's... As he's lost loads of weight, right? And I hope these people don't mind us talking about them in, in this detail, right? These are just our opinions of them. And it's ultimately, they're all positive. That's why they're on it. Because he's lost a lot of weight. He's kind of changed his life around. Like, obviously, on the show, he spoke to us about drinking a bit and, and like, trying to trying to beat the mental health through that ways and through the wrong ways and the, the wrong avenues and stuff. And then one day he switched and he turned and he's just done this Becoming Bazinga documentary and he's completely transformed his life. Sometimes like I'll just go back and look at his old videos and look at him now because it's, it's amazing and it's inspiring to see the change of what he's done. And because of that, you would think there'd be an element of arrogance about him because look at me now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like I know when I went through my jaw surgery, I went from like a two out of ten to a four, right? <laughs> and I was buzzing. I was walking down the street like Danny from Greece, like in a little leather coat, <laughs> dribbling. <laughs> I was still swollen, very swollen in the face. Um, and he is just so fucking lovely. Yeah, I, I was actually quite surprised at how nice he was. So humble. And so, and this is the thing as well. As we carry on doing this show through the years, we've noticed the way in which people change and of course, that we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Some people might be shy coming in here. Some of them don't, so, especially back in the day, some of the guests would just chat to me because I'm asking the questions. But Bazinga and Ethan was very inclusive of everyone, wasn't he? he was yeah. very, felt like he was one of the first, I think one of the few people where he didn't actually feel like a guest. Yeah, it felt like having just a fourth person in the room with us. Another host. Another on. host, yeah. It's quite a rare thing because people come and go through this door all the time and it's always a pleasure. There's, I mean, there's only like one or two episodes we haven't really enjoyed, isn't there? Or, yeah. or the, 99% of the episodes are brilliant. He was the one where when he left, I was a bit fanboy about it. I was a little bit like, I'd like to be his mate. Like I could imagine I'd get on with him like day to day. Like, no, and, and nothing against the other side men, lads. Again, they're all great, but Bazinga was the one that I thought, 
I reckon I could go for a pint with you and it would be a fucking laugh. And he's a West Ham fan, so that helps, obviously. Now, let's move on to the second YouTuber, Spencer Owen. I love Spencer. Is it a coincidence that both of them are West Ham fans? That we've said? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there's just that connection. That's that good because get... my one's Mark Goldbridge. As <laughs> a Man U fan. See, now, I understand that's a funny joke, but it also now seems like you would never put Mark Goldbridge in there. Oh, I like, I really like <laughs> I know, Mark. but what I'm saying is like, you got as if I put bloody Mark Goldbridge <laughs> in there. Um, Spencer was brilliant. Spencer's somebody that I've always admired over the years. Um, it was it was an honour to sit down and chat with him. He, we weren't hashtag fans really before no. he come on. I've always liked to see what them boys had done, and I'd always watch their journey on YouTube. He gave us a couple of shirts, bless him. Yeah. What, is he one of the only YouTubers that came bearing gifts? Actually, I think he's the only person who's came in with a gift. Zach and Jay brought us a few beers. Up yeah, the lads, up the lads, show, lads. Yeah, proper lads. Um, but yeah, yeah, first first proper gift, and then I felt like I had to be an ultra after that because I own the own the t shirt. Been there, done that. Yeah, and I think he. Had a very similar sense of humour to us as well. Yeah, like, it's really relaxed, really easy. <clears throat> I think I've learned a lot from watching Spencer over the years as well because he handles himself so well. He's such a professional that it was like I I admired him, I guess. So to see Spencer sit across us and, and just get involved as well, get involved. I always worry that w when it comes to someone like Spencer, because he is such a professional and he's held in such high esteem by other... And I don't want to use YouTube as if it's a derogatory word, but people beyond YouTube, television presenters and stuff. They see Spencer as like, this guy, he has to handle himself well. Yeah. I worried that he would come in and be too reserved and be, I don't want to say, I think it's unfair to say like boring, but like, you know, when somebody sits on the fence and they don't give their opinion. Like someone who feels media trained. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like we've been speaking to a very popular footballer recently and, and, and on Twitter who loves the show. And I invited him on and he was so respect he so respectfully declined because he said he wouldn't be able to say what he wants to say yeah. because of the media shackles, that, so to speak. So Spencer, not only did he come on, he was able to keep his professionalism and actually give us opinion on things and, and, and join in and, 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 and just have a fucking laugh. I really found the guy funny. Really did find the guy funny. Yeah. And, and that sounds patronizing because he's a fucking adult and, and he has his opinion on things. But I think I've worded that how I wanted to. Yeah, no, it sounds a, nice. A podcast is an open forum, and for someone who hasn't always been so opinionated in, in, in recent years, and, and and like I love what he's doing with Seb now, like them little, it's almost little sit-down podcasts. So top boy is Spencer. Let's move on to our last one. These are in no particular order. These are just three YouTubers that we like. I think everyone knows who we're probably going to say. Joe Weller. Legend. That is the first guest we've had where we've gone, oh, we should probably wrap this up, and he's the one who went... Can we not keep going? Yeah, he turned around and looked at the time code on the screen and he was like, oh no, this is, oh, I want to keep going. And I was like, all right then. That was like two hours in as well. And, yeah, and, and I think he is, this was at the start of series four, which has been our most successful series ever. He kind of made it possible for us to know we can do longer pods, two and a half, three. Yeah, and yeah, because before that, obviously we had Blexley, I think, was mm. one of the ones where it's like, bloody hell, we've just done a two hour episode and we thought that was mental. Yeah. And then we hit a three-hour episode with him, and it was like another level. And I just think he was entertaining, just listening to him. Just oh, yeah, it was... Listen to him. Again, probably one of the ones where I'd love to go for a night out. We spoke about it on the podcast, and we will do it. But, um, yeah, I, th I think the way in which he speaks about his mental health and opens up about that is, is su it's in such an authentic way as well, and literally sitting here for three hours. Bear in mind as well, this is somebody that Joe Weller didn't like me, a few years ago. I know we have a laugh and a joke and we say, oh, no one really did. Yeah. But Joe Weller definitely didn't. 
and he was hesitant to come on for a long time. So to turn up and be how he was and just join in, fair play to Joe Weller. He's also one of the first people and kind of only people who have left here and done like a thank you tweet to us. Oh, amazing guy. And thank Alfie who was outside yeah. for the episode, and then thank Fiona as well. Yeah. Because um, you don't ask people to promote the show. No. So if they do, they do it off their own accord. Mm. And he did one of the nicest messages we've had. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, when we say these are our favourite YouTubers, we love them and we love the episode. Uh, but we, we in no way do we mean like, oh, look, we're not, we have, we haven't even put Stephen Tries in there. Do you know what I mean? Like we haven't, there's so many fucking amazing YouTubers that have come to our show and helped our show grow in ways that we would have never organically been able to make it grow. So I don't want anyone to watch this and think, oh, why am I not in there? There's gen, I just pick, we just pick three that we yeah, enjoy. It really. also feels like they were a bit more of like one where there's a bit of a surprise there. Like Max Fosh came in. I knew I was going to love him and I do love him. Yeah. But <laughs> That was just expected, I think. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, Bazinga, Spencer Owen and Joe Weller has all sort of shocked us in nice ways. Yeah, really good ways. Yeah, so there we go. That has been our top, no, our, our three standout YouTuber episodes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The next sub-genre I want to go to, you can um, introduce this. This is our life stories. Oh, really can make make or break a podcast, these. It's also extremely obvious, a couple of them, isn't it? Like, people, as soon as I say life stories, our listeners are going to know the two... Two main ones we're going to mention. Have we got two or three for this? We've got three. Yeah. Um, the last one will be the one that people won't know until we say it. It will shock people, this one, yeah. But the first one, we've got Raphael Rowe. Oh, what a man. A man who was wrongly imprisoned for 12 years. I think it was 12 years. He was wrongly convicted for a murder as part of the M23 gang? M25 gang. One of the two. I, I, when you do podcasts for so, so often as we do, some information gets lost in translation. M25 gang, I think it was. And uh, since coming out, he's the host of Netflix's Inside World Toughest Prison. It is. Is yes. that what it is? Um, it's so, it's a, so, it's a few similar shows like that, isn't it? I always be, have to be careful to get the right one. But it's a hell of a series and he's a hell of a boy. Yeah, he was really enjoyable to be around as well. He he was very warm. For somebody who's been through so much, you really... I've got no qualms in saying that my prejudgment was he's going to be cold. He's yeah. going to be hard to... He's probably been spent his life around people that he can't trust and he can't open up to. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be a bit like getting blood out of a stone. It was going to be hard. But he just ran with it. Yeah, he'd crack a good joke occasionally as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Made us feel comfortable. But yeah, it was a, the story itself is obviously incredible. Mm. Um, For, something that we'll never, I, I luckily, have to actually endure or even understand. Mm. But mm. one that definitely opened our eyes a bit. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, just an absolute top, top guy. So if if you take anything away from this podcast, if you're new to the podcast, if you if you joined us after the after we joined Spotify full time, then out of any of these categories, I reckon you should probably check out these life story ones because you don't have to be a fan of YouTube of YouTubers to watch it or understand YouTube drama or culture. You can just come and straight and jump straight in, really. With yeah, these. I'll try carefully saying it, but pr- they're probably technically the most interesting episodes. That's fair enough. If you're going to go down that kind of route, that's but fair enough. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether you you won't you don't need to have heard of these people to think, wow, mm. like what an episode. I mean, if if there's a YouTuber that we've had on watching this and they think, how fucking dare you? My life is way more interesting than a man that got wrongly convicted for murder for twelve years and now came out as a TV host. Then uh, sorry. Sorry, mate, you're a bit arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> We've just opened FIFA cards, really, don't we? Uh, go on, then. Who else we got in life stories? The next obvious one. Yeah, if, if, if you think Raphael Rowe and you're a fan of the show, you'll get this one. Peter Blexley. Up the Blex. Can I call him Blex? I, that's up to him. I can't I can't <laughs> give you permission on that. Yeah, of course you can, mate. He's going to tweet me later again. Oh, I hate being called Blex. And my ass started to twitch. <laughs> well, you think I came up from London on a bloody sea biscuit? He's so good. He's so good. He's a, he's an absolute quote machine, as Blexley. A um, little bit of a bone to pick with him, though. He seems to be doing the rounds now on the whole podcast. We introduced you to the podcast game, Blexley. So what we'll do here yeah. is we'll say Peter Blexley. We won't actually explain what the episode was, because if you want to know more about him go to any other podcast that he's, <laughs> that he's now jumping on. <laughs> no, fair play to him. He's really, really kind of like, I feel a bit proud as well. Like, oh, he was a TV presenter, but that isn't all he is. He's a, he's, he's an ex-detective. He was in the Met Police for many, many years and was an undercover cop and his life stories as long as your arm. I might be wrong here. I don't know Peter's life inside out, but we I, I invited him on um, purely because me and Fee were good uh, big fans of Hunted, the Channel 4 show that yeah. he was the police detective on. So I just emailed him out, out off the blue, out of the blue, and uh, he came on. And now, fair play to him. He's getting around, he's doing a lot of podcasts and, and whatnot, and he's getting his name out there in the digital space as well. It was one of those episodes where you didn't have to say much. You could just say a small thing and he just roll with it yeah. and go from there. And it's like you've got this whole story that's lasted 20 minutes long mm. and you've said two words yeah. and you don't need to. But he co- he carries the whole thing and it's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. You don't need to keep chipping in. Just let him roll with it and you've got a whole clip there. I think I'm going to say something there that's going to shock you. Okay. Peter Blexley episode two was better than episode one. I think... I think it was more relaxed and funnier. Yeah. Definitely. Um, the stories didn't come as much of a shock because we know he's already been there and done everything. We were already like, bloody hell, like the first time round. But yeah, definitely second time we were more relaxed. It felt like we could be more. Ha- I think the second episode was more happy hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love the bit when we turned the tables and we were the police interrogators on him. And, and I also thought that because you know, you know that once I think like once a guest, twice a friend. Like when they yeah. come in again, you feel like that familiarity with them. Like you know them. Yeah, definitely. And and, and I think Peter really knew that he could learn to mug us off and insult us, like in a f- friendly banter way. Yeah, and, anyone who can do that to me, yeah, it's absolutely fine. He's a friend of they, yours. They catch on to that straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we also th- we also also felt comfortable that we could mug him off a bit. Yeah, like in a friendly banterful way. So fair play to you, Peter. Absolutely great life stories. Up there with Raphael Rowe. If you if you guys get a moment, check out Raphael Rowe and check out Peter Blexley. Now, the third person in the life lessons category that we're going to give the award to for our two-year anniversary is... It's Tubes. 
Go on, Tubesy. It's got to go to Tubes. Cause oh, what a boy. <laughs> what a boy. A favourite of ours, definitely. Yeah. But it, it's one of those where we didn't realise how great that episode would be when he came in. Like, we knew we'd enjoy our time with him, but we didn't expect it to go where it went. Like, it's one of those where we were happy and everything was laugh. Like, and then it's out of nowhere. It's just like, oh, deep, but in the best way. This this job is one of the best jobs on the planet for me because I get to spend a week, maybe, uh, or a day, maybe two days a week just laughing, just laughing. And it is the best medicine ever. Like, no matter how bad I'm feeling in life, I can come here and forget about it. And there's only been two times when I've actually, the laughter's almost stopped for a moment and almost reduced me to tears and one we'll get onto later but the other one was him talking about his alcoholism and stuff yeah because obviously i'm from a family in which my mum is an alcoholic and it kind of hearing tube speak about his battles with alcohol addiction from the point of view of myself who somebody doesn't struggle with alcohol i like a drink of course but i don't have that addictive that, that it's not an addictive thing for me it made me kind of see my mum in a different light and made me yeah. maybe think mm, perhaps there's there's deeper issues there and and um i don't want to just say oh from that podcast it made me reignite things with my mum and stuff but it really did take me from this resentful teenager that felt like she'd taken a lot from me to go okay maybe i'm an adult now maybe i'm a man now and maybe i can start to think it from her point of view and i think whether or not i can directly link that episode to that I think deep down there might be a connection there. Oh yeah, there's bound to be. That that's happened. So Tubes made me, basically, to put it in layman's terms, Tubes made me realise that alcoholics aren't necessarily bad people. It's crazy that you didn't know that before. No, I know, but yeah, I, I, I guess I, 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 I didn't think that. But to put it in horrible sort of terms... You see a lot of alcoholics on the street, don't you? Yeah, do you, you, know don't, I mean? you don't truly understand it. You don't know the background. So to sit here with a man has quite literally been there and, and lived the struggle and come out fighting. I mean, every time he posts, uh, it's, he posts like once a year or something. Oh, it's five years or four years since I went to Total. Like, I'm absolutely over the moon for him. What? And he also seems like one of the happiest guys. Yeah. Which is I agree with that. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you watch one of his he's got a great channel. If anyone out there enjoys golf, he's got a YouTube channel. Um it you what is it called now? Because it used to be called YouTubes, and now I think it's called Golf Life with Tubes and Ange. He does it with his brother now. Golf Life. It's the only life I know. <laughs> <laughs> golf Life. When you put it in the hole, good. <laughs> he's just he I watch pretty much every episode. And I don't like golf, but I have to, <laughs> I have to watch it. And I get so invested. Like they'll do this one where it's like, you can only use one club and, and they have to pull out of the hat, um, which one, the, which brother has to use which club. And one of them will get like a five iron. And go, oh, God, I got a five iron. I'll be sitting there in the bath watching go, fuck it out. How's he going to do, how's he going to do a par four with a five iron? <laughs> and I don't even know what I mean. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, no I don't. But um, fair play to him. They're one of the happiest lads you'll ever meet. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I thought he was going to come in. I thought it was going to be a silly episode of him talking about his soccer AM, like all them funny noises he used to make. He spoke about his alcoholism and he also spoke about having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> so their life stories is... He's been through a lot. There's no way he couldn't have been on this list. He's just he's not just some bloody buffoon from Soccer AM back in the day. He's actually a fucking such a humble, lovely guy who's been through so much. And as much as we should be promoting our own podcast... He does a little story, doesn't he, with Robbie Knox as well, where he talks about his heart attack. 
Check that out on YouTube. Tube's talking about his heart attack. We've also got a clip on Happy Hour, but <laughs> check, check that out. He's a, he's a great guy. So they are our three life lessons. Um, fair play to you. Uh, and would happily have any single person mentioned on this list back on again. What's the next category, Stevie? Well, that was like life stories. And then the next one was lessons. Life lessons, yeah. Life lessons. This one was more something that I wanted to put on the show more than you. Yeah, it didn't mean much to me. Because of what I do. Because you're dead Because I, I, yeah, I don't understand happiness. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a lesson for you, which is something you like to take from our guests. Mm. Some, if it's something you can take from a guest that you can then actually put into what you do. Yeah. Like, I understand the lessons and I think they're great, mm. but I, I don't have much of a way to show that to the world. No. But then if we had somebody like... So one of the royal family on, you'd learn a lot from them, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Prince Andrew, you really get to... <laughs> I knew it was going now. <laughs> no, no, no. I was actually implying that you work for the Queen, because that's a rumor. Yeah, but, but instead you went down the nonce I went down the nonce route. Welcome Brilliant. to Happy Hour. Subscribe if you haven't already <laughs> for more I, of I it. Should, I should take my life lesson from Bazinga and start losing weight, and then you can do <laughs> oh, these God. ones. You don't need to lose weight. You're absolutely beautiful how you are, sir, all right? That's weird. Um, <laughs> 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 just that's weird. <laughs> oh god you, you you see i'd be nice and you want me to be a cunt you're like Cause I, I feel like when you're nice there's gonna suddenly be something like i think you'll say something nice i'll suddenly get a punch in the back of the head like <laughs> it's not right something's wrong i'd never do that you ugly cunt now, that's my... <laughs> there we go <laughs> you see you get a kick Inject out of it into get... my veins <laughs> mainline it that, that's my smack <laughs> Some Jack Smack, your daily dose of Jack Smack. Uh, the next one, um, we're going to brush over this really, really quick because I've, I've realised we're taking a long time and you've got a train to catch. But we, um, I want to talk about life lessons, as, as Stevie said, things I've learned from and things that I think will help me in the future. Three quick names. Jack Whitehall gave me the courage to think I'm funny. I know that sounds stupid, but like... Because you're not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot, is Jack. But um, again, another two comedians. Ricky Gervais, don't need to talk about it. You know, I love the man. And Daniel Sloss. Daniel Sloss was incredible. One of the best Happy Hour episodes we've ever done. That was also one of our first ever episodes together. Just us two. Maybe that's a testament to our character and our, and our ability as hosts. That's quite good because we hadn't really done it before. So it was good to go into an episode like that. Mm. And yeah, he was he was insane. I was really sick that day as well. Yeah, you were ill. We shouldn't. Have t- we, this is way pre-COVID, by the way. Yeah, so we, not- if we have symptoms, we don't come to the studio. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, if there was COVID times back then, you, there's no way you would have come. Oh God, no! Yeah. I was I was not in the best state. This was like early 2019, I think. Yeah, and uh, what an episode! Daniel Sloss's opinion or or like um, stance on comedy and offence within comedy is just so great. So great. He, you know, his show Dark. Yes. He does a stand-up show called Dark, in which he talks about his sister who who's um who was disabled and she, she passed away, and and the way in which he makes jokes about her and then talks about how people get offended on his behalf is just brilliant. It's just a, such a brilliant way to look at life and way to look at comedy. And I think I learned more from that hour with Daniel Sloss and the hour with Ricky Gervais and the hour with Jack Whitehall than any. I was going to go to college. I was going to go to uni and study comedy. Those three hours were... I'd, I'd, I'd pay you uni tuition fees just for those three. Yeah, but I'd also imagine a lot of people who are going to comedy, going to uni to do comedy right now, don't get to sit down with... Of Gervais course. No, 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 no. I'm massively privileged there. I'm massively, ma- massively privileged. I, I, I understand that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not... Um, 
I wonder if they'd trade it though. I wonder if the people doing like you comedy in uni right now. We had Stephen Charles on who did the same course, and he said it was a load of shit. He did. He did oh, there he, you he, go. He, well, that's what I'm talking about. That's what but I'm talking at about. the same time. Jack Whitehall loves him, so <laughs> yeah. it did work. Yeah, true. Um, he said, yeah, well, Stephen Tries told us that a segment of that was clowning, where you have to learn to be a clown. Okay, yeah, I don't know where he went. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was some university that does it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, for our last category, before we do a quick run through of our top 10 moments, we have celebrity stories. These are either a celebrity or somebody talking about celebrities about celebrities. Yep. So our first one's very obvious. Liam Payne. He had so many stories, uh, One Direction wise, that I don't think many people would have heard before. No. Um, if any. And then even him as a person going into like ghost stories and stuff. Imagine that. Just... Like, imagine what a privilege for us, like being able to do a show and, and it be a silly show about meal deals and ghost stories and all of the fun stuff like that, and being able to get one of the world's biggest musicians on of the last decade and go, all right, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about your work, but do you want to tell us some ghost stories? Do you know what I mean? And the other thing that's actually, you, you've said it in the show, but he is happy hour. Like, yeah. that, that episode was so strange. We sat with him for over two hours mm. and. It just felt like, I know we just said it, um, but it did feel like just having another host in the room with us. It's just a man. And it's Liam Payne. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I think this is something that I've learned over the time about not to be intimidated by people, no matter what they've done. Some people walk in the room and you can't help but be a bit intimidated because they're, they're, they're so big in their fields. I was worried I'd be a bit intimidated by Liam and I wasn't at all. And that is completely testament to him and his character. You don't want someone to walk in and be like, look at me, I'm here. This is the show, it's about me. He was so lovely, so charming. Very good looking, I must say. <laughs> that helps. Uh, yeah. And very inquisitive to what we are and what we do. It wasn't just the Liam Payne show, right? And, it, and, and, and this is coming from somebody who actively disliked boy band people. I dislike boy yeah. band people. I thought that, or uh, boy band members. I, I, I boy, band, boy people. band people. I don't like boy band people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it really, really changed my changed my opinion of that. And for me, he remembered my name. That's always good. And that is a crazy thing because it's it's so strange still to be sitting here after two years and having guests come in and to still think they don't care that I'm here. Like and it, it does happen. Mm. Like the, the amount of people that wouldn't have a clue who I am. You can't blame them though, because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it was mental that he. If someone like Liam Payne can put the effort in to know me, my name, mm. and he, he said the full name as well, <laughs> yeah, Stevie he White. He said, he did. He said Stevie then, Eleven White. Then fucking any YouTuber can. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Knight's back. I love it. Not that I'm angry. <laughs> I love it. And then so Liam Payne, absolute pleasure to to spend some time with you, sir. And you're welcome back on. Whenever you like. And Please. finally, <laughs> we could do with a revenue. Uh, before we move on, quick little honourable mention to Anais Gallagher. I can't give much of a mention because I wasn't there. You weren't here. She came I was on... the second time round. Yeah, but... she's been on a couple of times. The first one was much better than the second one. The first one, she spoke about her dad and she spoke about Noel Gall um, Liam Gallagher and she spoke about... She's the... I should say, shouldn't I? She's the son. She's the daughter. <laughs> Fuck oh me! God. I'm so sorry. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Anais Gallagher is the daughter of Noel Gallagher. When she came on, she spoke about Noel, Liam and Oasis. And she was just actually very articulate and very... Um, not too arrogant for somebody that... Yeah, I, I do see quite often when we mention favourite episodes, a lot of people do mention that one, but it could have just been because I wasn't there. 
Maybe. That's why it's up there for me. So fair play to you, Anais. Um, legend. Everyone that we've mentioned, complete legend. Now, I know we're short for time, Stevie. How long we got, mate? We've got around about 15 minutes. 15 minutes. That's a nice little time, that. That's a nice little time. It's a little YouTube clip in that, I think. Um, this is Jack, mate, and Stevie White's top 10 happy hour moments ever. We think. <laughs> there might be some things... Oh, we've... this is when we insult people by missing bits out again. I'm sure, again, little disclaimer, I'm sure we've missed things. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Am I a podcast host? Oh, you're great uh, at this. You're, no, you're doing really well. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we've missed people out, but this is just something that we kind of sort of come up with over a meal at one time. So here we go. Number 10... Are you doing these in order? Is this yeah. like, oh, let's make it spicy, like baby. That. Number ten. Uh, I, I, can I just say quickly again, um, if in, in case people listen to this on YouTube out of context, um, we haven't like necessarily gone for any of the. There'll be a few in there, but many of the episodes we've already mentioned because we wanted to. Yeah, we tried of, to mix it up a bit. Try and mix it up. So in at number ten, I've gone for Bobby Misner. So you're you're going on a very so these are specific moments, aren't they? Yeah. So the moment is right. The moment is um, when and it, you get a bit of a big headed way, if I don't mind for a moment. The moment when I called him a bit of a twat to his face, right? Because it taught me a lot. It taught me that I can say I can insult someone or or I can critique someone to their face, not just from the comfort of my bedroom. Because let's not forget, I'd made a whole Jackmate video about him a week before he come on. Yeah. So fair play to Bobby for coming in after that. Um, it made me realise that if you let people warm to your personality and you show them your personality while you're in the room, you can critique them and you can just outright go, you're a bit of a twat sometimes, isn't you, mate? <laughs> and if it's done right and if it's said well and if there's good intentions behind it, then they they can accept it and they can either bat it back or they can, we can have a conversation about it. Yeah, he definitely didn't take any offence to it, no. Offence to it at all. That might be more testament to him than to me, but it really helped me be able to realise, okay, for happy hour, we can go on and we can get people that I don't always agree with. Yeah, which, well, and since then, we've had people like Morgs on. So we've, Yeah, we've had so many, but we have a Casper Lee, Josh Peters, Morgs, Bazinga. Just name any YouTuber you've had beef with <laughs> As I said, I've never had beef with Spencer because he supports West Ham. <laughs> right, and then in at number nine. So, number nine. Oh, bloody hell, <laughs> list I've ever looked at. So I expected you to hand me a list that's in order and instead <laughs> this is such a you thing. What do you mean? So for the audio listeners here he's given me a list of top 10 moments and it's in order of 2, 4, 8, 1, 6, 5, 9, 3, 10, 7. What? No, You've I... written them down and then put the number next to it. Because I'd written them down and I was like, right, I need to order these. I couldn't be bothered to move them, so I just put the number next to them. Just read fucking number nine, Stevie. Number nine is a favourite of mine and a, definitely a listener favourite of you, a favourite. Yeah. Urban Legends Baby. Oh... Have you seen my baby? Have you seen my baby? <laughs> I love it. I that, love it. That episode in general, Urban Legends, uh, number two, I believe, with I'm Alex and Fiona. Yeah. That whole that whole part was just... It was so funny. We so were all creasing. Obviously, we were talking about the, the Lady of Stow Lake. Yeah, Stow Lake. Look at this. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I mean. You can remember a story like that because of that one part. Yeah. A woman that 
we like to. This is a thing we do on Appy Hour. We we get Stevie to come in uh, with some urban legends. We need to do another one soon. Actually, I think it's been a little while, and um, we 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 pick them apart because ultimately these aren't like true crime cases where we're like, how funny is that? He killed someone. It's actually like. It's just fucking little monsters and shit. Yeah, so you can take the test. Stupid. Yeah, and uh, there's a woman who lost a baby in the lake, and apparently she now roams the grounds of the f- park and the lake, going, "Have you seen my baby?" <laughs> it's just like no one's going to tell you the answer if you speak to him <laughs> like that. And that was just a, that was a funny moment. We had Fiona talking about Williams and Williams. You remember that? Williams and Williams. Yeah, <laughs> great footballer. <I> s- <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right. So to anyone listening or watching this, this is the biggest in-joke. This whole episode is the biggest in-joke. I I like to think of it. I said this before we came in, but this episode, we can't expect to do that well, but it should do very well in the terms of happy hour listeners should love it because it's it's a trip down memory lane. Trip down memory lane. It's not going to pull in any new viewers or no. listeners. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> that'd be, brilliant. Oh, that'd be mental. Who's going, oh, I love that episode where they spoke about shit I've never heard of. <laughs> listen to the PS5 shit and Greg's and go, what is this? <laughs> You've got me swear about Greg's. Go, yeah, go on. What's in at number eight then? We've had, oh. Have you seen my baby? <laughs> Such weird thing just we to say to... this. Go on. Robbie Knox's testicles. Oh, I love them. I love him. Explain the story. I, I love him. Weird. This is the fir- this is such a these ten moments are like significant moments in the life of the podcast. That's a good way. To yeah, 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 definitely. And Robbie Knox. This was the, this was the first time he ever came on. He was a guest. Jordan hadn't met him. You hadn't met. him. I hadn't met him. No. First time he came on, and he shared a story about the time he almost had his testicles accidentally removed surgically in the hospital. It was the first ever thing. Robbie's like one of my best pals now. Do you know what I mean? He's in he's in the circle of yeah. our friendship group. Uh, but when I when I first met him way back in the days of James Yates, my old crook YouTube manager, I had to put crook in there. <laughs> uh, Robbie came up to me on a shoot, and that was the first thing he ever said to me. And it was like, "You're a funny guy." <laughs> I, like, I like this. I want to I want to keep you. Like, <laughs> glad I still got your testicles. <laughs> yeah, can I keep you around, sir? Like a little neopet. I loved it. Um, and yeah, so we brought him on the podcast, and I thought it'd be nice to go 180 on it and get him to tell him the story again. And he does. And it's a hell of a story. If you guys don't know Robbie Knox, where the fuck have you been living? Like (laughs) the funniest, kindest man around. And his testicle stories is uh, the pied de resistance. Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant episode in general, but that story in particular. If Mickey Flanagan's got his out-out joke, Robbie Knox is is his testicles. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Number six. Anison Gibb. Anison Gibb. Do you want to explain why this is such an important moment for the show? And I don't think... So I wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) So this is why it's so important. First time round he came in, it was a whirlwind. It was was like a month before he was due to fight Jake Paul, right? Yes, and it was ridiculous. It was like he was in and out, and it was like a tornado just came in, ripped up the studio and left in the best way. That's a good way to put it. It it, it was like, right, a human embodiment of the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Like, Jakey, Jakey, Gibber's coming for you. (laughs) He was like like that all the way through. And I've never seen anyone keep up so that much energy for so long and i know obviously he unfortunately is addicted to cocaine and that's why (laughs) that's a joke that's a joke he's one of my friends but he's got a lot of energy for a long a lot of time yes but the reason it's important for the show isn't because of that but because he clearly liked the show enough because as soon as he had the fight with jake he came back into the studio and gave you because i wasn't there an exclusive 
I do feel like that was like a proper happy hour exclusive. It was like the first time where I've thought like, oh, this podcast might be quite big in the YouTube space. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, he came in pretty much as soon as he flew back. Yeah, he got, he, oh, and, oh, I mean, he lost in the way that he lost, yeah? Which yeah. is in such a public domain is quite an, an embarrassing moment, I imagine, right? Um, of course, we don't really judge him because you're new to the sport is what it is. However... To lose in front of that many people and that many eyes at home, and then I would have probably just shut down and gone, I'm going to try and let that dust settle. Yeah. But he came in, told his story, given it, give us his views and his feedback, like on our podcast. And he could have gone on any podcast to do that. But he chose ours. And fair play to you, mate, because not only did, were we able to give you a decent platform to tell it, you could have, he, I'm talking, he did it on ours before he did it on his own YouTube channel. Yeah, that's crazy. So fair play. We owe you a lot for that, mate. We gained a few subs off it. I think people started to look at us a lot different in the space. Uh, and yeah, I don't think you truly realise how much you helped us. So appreciate you, mate. Hope you're doing well. And also at the time of recording, I think there's a few rumours floating around that you might be getting back in the ring. So I'd love to see you back in the ring and kind of finish what I know you feel like you've not finished. So good on you. And on to number six, Jack Whitehall beef. That's an enjoyable one for us. We essentially forced Jack Whitehall to create a beef with Lawrence McKenna from True Geordie Podcast. I love the moments when we can get traditional mainstream celebrities and merge them into the YouTube world. And he enjoyed it. Yeah. He loves YouTube anyway, doesn't he? But Jack loved us merging him. That was a great experience for all involved. I didn't... Sometimes it's hard when you ask them to specifically do something. When you say to a guest, can you look down the lens? Can you do this? Sometimes this frees up a bit. Yeah. It's, it's a bit different to just having a chat with us and a laugh, but he really went for he it. He just went for it and he rolled it all off the tongue and it was brilliant. Brilliant. Not, not really mu- too much you can say about it, but it was a great moment. I think it was just a funny moment. So fair play to you. Fair, I, loved, I love Jack. love Jack. I don't know how we can talk about the next moment quickly. <laughs> What's but, the next moment? Uh, Will JC threesome? We can, easy. So we did a whole episode based on essentially sex stories. Mm-hmm. And we had our friend Will in. Will JC. Who told us about his, was it losing his virginity? Lost his virginity. No, I don't think he lost it. He told Time. us the same in the, in the in, he said the same story or different story in the same episode. But he, he had a threesome and he didn't quite realise. I won't, I won't spoil it, right? But basically that was the moment. The reason why this is important to the show is because that was one of the first times I just got a mate on. Like I didn't yeah. get like he's he doesn't do anything like he just works in his town and he's just a normal average day to day guy and it, and I don't think he'd be offended at that but the thing is he's a very lovely guy very funny guy and I and I was kind of worried because when you do this YouTube thing and you try and make it professional you worry that you have to up it all the time I have to get a better guest you have to get a famous person you have to get this you have to get we were in the pub with Will watching the Champions League final and I went. Obviously, had a few jars. I was like, oh, you should come on the podcast. Woke up the next day. I was like, for fuck's sake. Why have I said that? I've invited, <laughs> I've invited a mate, Will. Big big old Will on what the podcast. What an episode. Yeah. And, but it was. What an episode. Yeah, and that's why that's an important moment for me. It made me realise that people will enjoy the content if the content's good enough. It doesn't matter who it's with. It can just be your mate, Will. And now we've kind of made that a weekly thing with just me, you and Robbie with the extra episode. Robbie's a YouTuber. No, I know, but like it's just three mates talking, isn't it? It sound like you mugged him off. And if if Robbie was here now, me and you would both be jumping on me and him would both be jumping on you. Yeah, and on to <laughs> on to number four, uh Ricky Gervais Diamond. Quick one, this. Just a lovely little moment of Ricky Gervais, my comedy hero, somebody I has have I have admired my whole life, sat opposite me and talking to me about an analogy of how a joke is like finding a diamond in the rough. 
and it's never ever perfect but you can shine it and shine it and shine it and you can craft it into this little special thing and i've probably butchered that <laughs> much nicer when he says it so if you go to that episode <laughs> yeah but it it was like it was just a pin, pinch myself moment where I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm learning so much here. And I know we spoke about that in the, in the first half of the show when we spoke about life lessons, but just a man that's above all else, no matter how funny he is, a wise man, a wise man who has nothing but our respect. And it was just one of them pinch myself moments. And I think a lot of listeners have been in touch about that and about that moment. And I don't know if this is unfair to say and i'm sure it won't make it in if it is but you know when he was speaking about david bowie and he was speaking and he was putting him on such a pedestal wasn't he as his hero isn't it right he was talking about heroes he got a bit glassy-eyed didn't he did gervais like you could see how much it meant to him and and i was thinking like this is such a weird chain of events because he was sat there talking about his hero in such lovely in such a lovely way and you could see how much that inspired him and I was thinking you're doing the same to me right now right and in it, front of you and yeah. it was such a fucking lovely moment so fair play to him I don't give a shit if people banter me for talking about it again ah we want him on again so. yeah. <laughs> um, okay this one I, we do not need to explain number three meal deals as simple as it is we did an episode <laughs> which was mental all about meal deals if there's ever if there's ever a moment that sums up happy hour right it's the fact that i just went and he was speaking about bowie and bowie's his hero <laughs> and i was looking into his eyes and i thought and you're my hero but i'll tell you a moment that was better than that <laughs> when we were speaking about our favorite sandwich we had to put meal deals high because it is now what this show is it's a staple piece of well it's not what this show is stevie let's try and sell <laughs> without it without meal deals we're nothing <laughs> but uh yeah we basically did a whole episode about meal deals yep. and now we ask every single guest we do indeed every single guest we will find out their, their, their go-to meal deal and we rate it and it's a fun part of the show and the reason why we do it guys you've probably worked it out you're not idiots but it's a nice little icebreaker yeah. Sometimes we don't get any time of them outside before they come in. Sometimes they're in the door, in the seat, the cameras are on. And what better way than to talk about something that we can all relate to, especially here in Britain, the meal deal. Exactly that. So, now last we get, two. We're last, into the final two. What's the, what's the runner-up the runner moment? The second most poignant, significant moment of Happy Hour. It's, um, it's a recent one. Is it? It's Nightscape and his life lesson. I clapped him then, and I'll clap him now. I've never had a moment where I've resonated. Resonated? Resonated. Yeah. Look, look, (laughs) we're not going to talk about how articulately Nightscape spoke, and I'm like, resonated? Resonated. Uh, But I, I, I kind of related to what he was saying so much. He went on this speech, didn't he, really, about life and about how we should not take it for granted. savor every moment. Yeah, it was... uh yeah, it's one of those, as I said about the Peter Blexley episode and the Raphael episode, it was one of those where all you can do is sit and listen, but you're listening to essentially perfection. You don't need to join in. You can just let it happen and take it in. I was in awe of him, really, when he when he spoke about that, because that's something that I strongly believe and, and something that I've lived my life how I want to live it. It sounds a bit morbid, but if I was to die tomorrow, I've lived a crack in life. And I think with what Nightscape was saying summed up that. And it, and it was a it was just a really fucking sweet moment and, and, and props to him because it was one of the it was one of the best episodes we've done as well. And um, I really judged, not judged, but I really didn't think it would be a good episode. And it was 
an incredible episode. Yeah, one of the best. And, and that moment is a standout for me. So fair play. And, and he knows how much that, that, that meant to me. I, I messaged him after and said, said it was a fucking brilliant moment. I reckon, I genuinely reckon, and this is a big statement, but I genuinely reckon there's at least one person out there that heard that segment and that has changed them. Oh, I would not be surprised. I reckon there's someone out there that wanted to make a band or someone out there that wanted to start painting again after so many years or even somebody out there that wanted to be a free runner like him or an urban explorer. And I reckon they've got up and they've done it. Listening oh. to him, it made me think, right, I've got to really step my game up again. And um, I think that's that's what we what we yeah, continue just, to do. You just need to start doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> so fair play to him. Uh, absolute gentleman as well. Um, On to the big number one. Number one! I'd like to quickly state, I didn't put this in this order. You you kind of ordered these. We collectively decided on, on, on a few of them. And then you kind of put them in an order. I sprinkled them in and I, and I decided on the order. And number one, which is so... The, the so far opposite what our show is. Yeah. Well, is it really? <laughs> because our show ultimately is uh, comedy. Yeah, I don't really know what our show is anymore. Our in the best way. Our show is comedy conversations with people. We hear about their life stories, and if it has to float deep, it'll float deep. Yeah? And, and this one was definitely deep. This one was deep. I think the number one moment on Happy Hour in the two years that me and Stevie have done this is the episode we did, just us like this, with you about your life and about the traumatic experiences that you endured when you was a child. Because it was a hard thing to talk about. There were tears. It was emotional. And the way in which you handled it so articulately was to be admired and if we now we could on the day i told you how how great it was and and uh, so we don't need to go into that again you know how, how good it was but now we can speak about it in hindsight and with hindsight vision being 2020 we we've seen the way that it's developed over the month and this is going to sound weird because i shouldn't now be praising people for tr treating you differently or anything like that that was never your if i thought that was your intention of why you wanted to bring that that story to the show it wouldn't have happened yeah. it was such a genuine organic real authentic way to bring it in you actually wanted people to take something from it and and, and to help others and 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 a byproduct of that which was never your intention is the way in people see you in a different light now but in the best possible light yeah i don't think we could have possibly planned for that either no but yeah before that episode i still had I wouldn't say haters, mm. but I still had a few people out there who were like, why is he They there? didn't understand you. They didn't get you. And although that little thing doesn't define you, it, the way in which you was able to talk about it, like, and then the weeks after that, it was almost like you had a bit of edge to you, where you was like, oh, fucking, it, it felt like you could almost see like a weight lift. And then you were like, oh, like, I've got like this big, thing out there yeah. now and now I'm just gonna and then you were snapping back at me in the weeks after and you we had this whole dark white yeah. thing come out <laughs> and it really just not that we weren't close before like best pals and whatnot but like we've that that that's cemented it it was almost like wow jack I, I i often overshare things on this podcast and people are not strangers to my past and my history people knew a lot about you um one day they'll know about your job it's just a little meme <laughs> and one day they'll we'll know get about there. It. yeah we'll get there but um that was like a big thing they didn't know. And when you are, when there's something that we talk about at the pub and we talk about in person and we don't bring to the podcast, there can be things that we keep from the podcast. Of course, oh, yeah, well, of course. always will That's be. Life. But I know how much you wanted to, to make it a public thing just for your own sanity. And it really did change people's opinion of you. And now the video that we did on my main channel the other day, the, the comments you get are just lovely and, and no one feels like they have to do that. And because sometimes people will still critique you in, in, in positive ways. 
And it just really cemented Stevie White on Happy Hour. I and think. now uh, people might be regretting it, but now they can't get rid of me. And it's annoying now because I can't sack you because people go, you don't, you, you, you forgot what he's been through. And I'm like, fuck's sake. <laughs> you, you fucked it for yourself. You fucked it. I apologise for my childhood. <laughs> there we go. And now I'm that comfortable to talk about it. Yeah, well, since then, me and you, and, and, and this is not to say that other people can, but me and you as, as best pals, we've we've made joke about we've it. We've made some of the worst, worst jokes. jokes. And, and that's what mates do. And that's what British lads do. And... and, and we we will continue to do that in the comfort of our, our own company. But there we go. This has been Jack Makes Happy Hour two year anniversary. Happy anniversary. I like it, Stevie. I like it. Some amazing guests, some amazing stories, some amazing laughs, and above all, a little bit of therapy for me. This. So let's continue doing it. Definitely has been for me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Stevie, what a, what a look back. What a little trip down memory lane this has been. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Stick around uh, because we've got plenty more coming your way. Uh, viva la happy hour. Here's to the next two years. And stick around for the 12 pods of Christmas. We'll be back next week. See you then. Bye. Jack Mate's happy hour. This was a Stakhanov production.